Welcome back to Don't Call a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We're starting a new, very strange book today. That is Library at Mount Char, which mm. we've read the first third of, which is, uh, it's through chapter five, so up to chapter six. Mm-hmm. But first, we got to get warmed up, of course. We got to get warmed up. And I think there's going to be some people who get kind of defensive with this warm up when I start it. So this is going to be a hot take Ooh. that we're warming us up with. There's going to be people that get defensive because there's a lot of negative connotations to what we're about to talk about. I want to preface this by saying, chase your bliss, do whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Luke, there are there's like a certain category of young person that is come into like like the pop cultural awareness. And that is like the millennial who goes to Disneyland every day. You're familiar with this? Like the millennial that's obsessed with Disneyland and Disney World? Sure. Sure. Okay. And like has no kids, right? Like goes to Disneyland, Disney World, has no kids, just is like super into Disney as like an adult. Uh-huh. Okay. This category of person gets a lot of shit, specifically online. Sure. There is an equal category to this. That is that gets no shit online. The equal category to this, Luke, are the millennial adults without children who are very into Pokemon. Oh, the, to okay. me, these are the same. These are identical. These are the same things. It's just one of them. The people on the Internet seem to really like and the other one, the people on the Internet seem super into criticizing. <laughs> Okay, okay. I I honestly don't know the Pokemon one very much. Like I I am familiar with like the the Disney World and people making fun of people like that mm-hmm. a lot. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't even maybe this proves your point, but I don't even really hear about the Pokemon thing. Right. There's like a good number of people that are in their 20s and 30s who are very into Pokemon. Like play all the video games, have the trading cards, they're just like super into Pokemon and they get uh-huh. no shit for it. I'm not saying, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying they need to get shit. What I am saying is if you're a Pokemon nerd who's in your 20s or 30s and you look down at the Disney nerds who are in their 20s and 30s, you need to reevaluate your life choices. Are Okay, but are they the ones making fun of the Disney nerds? I'm not saying they are. Is this an inner, is this an inner like... <laughs> I'm not saying they are. Intra-nerd fight? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. But I think if you fall in one of these two categories and look down on the other category, we need to have some serious reflection about what you're doing. First of all, like, sure. I can get if people are critical of like Disney as a corporation or whatever, or like just don't right. like Disneyland, that's fine. I don't like indoctrinating our kids. Yeah, right. Exactly. Of course. Um, (laughs) But but, um, just because somebody likes something and it's ostensibly for children, like, I don't know. Just let them have fun, please. I've I've never been to Disney World or Disneyland, and I don't really know the difference between the two. However, aside from the crowds Mm -hmm. and, like, I'm assuming having the stand in line... For things a lot it sounds fun oh i i do not love it i've been twice maybe i can't enjoy things because I, I just 
constantly am looking for how they're trying to scam me, which is everywhere at Disneyland mm. and Disney World. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and this is even from a young age. Like I, I remember sixth grade, I didn't like Disneyland. It's for sixth graders, and I was like, mm, right, not into it. Honestly, the thing that I w- I would thought you were gonna go super hot take and say that like sports fans that go to sports games are the same thing as Disney World or Disneyland. I mean, in my eyes, that's yeah. That is about equivalent. Honestly, I can understand Disneyland and Disney World more than people who are super into sports. <laughs> sure, sure. Because, like, at least the yeah. experience is, like, always going to be fun. Like, if you like going to Disneyland or Disney oh, World, you're you going to have a good time. Whereas if you're a Panthers fan, like, uh, oh, yeah, okay. Panthers fans, you're going in. As with experience, knowing that it's not going to be fun. Um, right. I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> yeah, but one day, Dan. Sure. Pay off. All right. Um, I, I also feel like I haven't done Pokemon in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to go super far into this. But did Pokemon make a resurgence at your like, high school? Like oh, okay, so yeah. Pokemon was very good when when we were probably like elementary school mm-hmm. around that age. Um, in high school, with a few of my friends, Pokemon on the Game Boy Color, the older Pokemon's mm-hmm. little resurgence. I loved it, and so I'm not against the concept of Pokemon again. The the thing is, I feel like I end up being the opposite of you, whereas like I'm just like for all of these things. <laughs> that's great that's great although although i don't i I think realistically i would probably not have a good time yeah i yeah we we don't have to keep going on this i just think summarize big picture the disney nerds are the same as the pokemon nerds and i will die on this hill come at me okay specifically on twitter be sure to tweet mean things at me i'm on twitter all the time that's me dan all dan it's it's all dan it's not luke at all okay let's talk about the library at mount char yeah let's do it like i said up to chapter six uh give me your give me your uh, give me your quick thoughts so far yeah i appreciate that everybody is saying this is super weird i agree it's pretty weird all i could think reading this is it reminds me of a lot of other books like not in a bad way not in a bad way like for example and i mentioned this on the discord we have a discord by the way I mentioned this on a Discord uh, earlier today. It reminds me a lot of like American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Did you ever read that, Luke? Mm-hmm. I actually don't think that I have. Okay. American Gods I really enjoyed too. Essentially, it reminds me of that because it takes place in like America, but in like a weird part of America that people just like, it's like a different country almost in America. And that different country consists of like magic people. I guess... Also, it's kind of like Artemis Fowl in a weird way like that. You, you read the Artemis Fowl mm. books, right? Oh, I loved Artemis Fowl. Right, in that there's like the the con like the place that the magic takes place in is America, like modern America, but it's very uh-huh. different. Like there's a lot of weird stuff going on at the same time. Sure. Um, and very, it feels very different in the way that like Harry Potter feels because they're still in America. Like they don't go off to magic land to do their magic. They're like still doing it in America. So anyway, 
it reminds me of that. The other one it reminds me a lot of, which isn't a book. I think it's a, maybe it was a comic, but I saw the TV show. Uh, did you ever see the Umbrella Academy? No. Okay. I uh, will be honest. I saw like two episodes of this and then kind of lost interest. But the two episodes I saw, they're like a bunch of kids who have superpowers that uh, like a very distant and a potentially abusive father figure adopts them all and like trains them to use their powers. And it's like, okay. oh, this is kind of like the Umbrella Academy. So, sure. so I'm getting a sure. lot of vibes from other kind of like properties, I guess. Um, okay. And I, I mean, I'm into it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. But I will say it's not the weirdest thing I've ever read. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's fair. Um, I feel like there's occasionally like a line that is really fun to read out of context to someone that's not reading the book. Like I'll occasionally like laugh at a line and then read it to my partner. And like there's, so for example, there's a line that's like every couple of days, father would try to kill or would, would like kill, I forget her name. Like Margaret I think is her or name? something like that. Margaret. And that's just like kind of a funny line if you haven't been reading the book. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so those, those, those kind of weird things have been getting well, me yeah and i mean um, the book starts with her like walking down the freeway like blood soaked barefoot walking down the freeway right and she's like oh, i'm kind of hungry there's this great taco stand right over there and i was like what is going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so anyway it's 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 been it's very it's it started off very intriguing to me um Let's see. I'm trying to see where to, where do I want to start. I've got a I've got a I question. Think... I've got a question for us to start with. Okay. Like, which of the studies are are you going with? You've got to do one. Oh, okay. I do have this as, and there's an obvious answer. Oh, okay. All right. Luke, give us your obvious answer. Michael has clearly the best gift. Terrible. No. Michael being the one that lives in the like animal kingdom. Michael would be, it would be terrifying to be Michael, but tell me why you think it would be great to be Michael. And I'll tell you why it's the worst one. (laughs) The worst one? I say it's the worst one. (laughs) That's a ridiculous. Okay. Um, So Michael is like running around traveling the world with like animals of legend. Mm -hmm. He gets to explore the ocean with the sea turtle from Finding Nemo. I'm assuming that's who it is. Exactly. Um... He gets to run around the jungle with a big cool lion. Mm-hmm. He's traveling the world. He can talk to all the animals. It's a tiger, by the way. It's not a lion. Tiger. Um, and I don't know. That sounds really cool. Sure. To me. And I feel like in comparison to a lot of the other ones, it's like that one sounds mostly fun and the other ones sound mostly terrible. No, 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 no. Luke, you're forgetting the drawback. These all come with drawbacks, right? Okay. Think of the drawback of Michael. Sure, he can run around and hang with animals all day. Then, when he comes home, it's like, uh, I'm having a really hard time even communicating with these people. And this is like the shit that's happening in the world. Sure, it's fun to hang out with animals all the time. Animals aren't the ones running the world. Like, father in the library is running the world. So your entire right. existence is at the whim of people who you can't really communicate with very well. Okay. Yeah, you get to hang out with cool lion and tiger and fish, but then you go ho- you go home and there's people like 
I don't know, plotting war or whatever. And you're like, I like peanut butter. And they're like, that's very good, Michael. <laughs> yeah, okay. What I'm hearing from you like, from a different perspective is that like, yeah, Michael's regular life is freaking awesome. And then we have to hear when he has to come back to the library, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean. Which is like, yeah, Michael's is the best. <laughs> okay. I, mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Honestly, and I mean, I, I think I'm biased because we know the most, the most about this character so far. Carolyn seems to have the fewest drawbacks. That's, yes. that's kind of the best I'm hoping for here because none of these superpowers I am taking because all of their drawbacks sound way worse than the actual benefit that they're gaining. Maybe the math right. one, maybe the math and cooking one could be cool, but I'm sure there's a drawback to that that we don't know. Peter's kind of thing yeah carolyn's just sounds lovely carolyn's is like you can communicate with literally everyone and you don't really have a drawback to it right ah that sounds nice i guess i mean okay the the i have a hard time with carolyn's thing mm -hmm. because like I, is she just studying languages or is there, like, some kind of magical way that she's learning languages? <laughs> okay. This gets at the point that we don't really know what's in any of their catalogs, so to speak. Like, obviously, right. it seems like the catalogs have instructions for doing magic. And we learned what happened when David tried to teach somebody from his catalog, which, oh yes. boy. Uh, but we don't really know what's in Carolyn's catalog at all. It seems just like a list yeah. of languages to learn. Like, is this just Duolingo that she has? Right. I know. This is my point, though, because it's like, I don't know if this is really that huge of a... Like, obviously, she knows all languages. Mm -hmm. But she had a study for that. <laughs> right. I feel like... I don't know. We're wondering where the magic comes in. And uh, so I have a feeling like Carolyn is like taking over i have a feeling like carolyn is being trained mm. to do uh all of the catalogs and like be the Ooh. next father by do, like by herself yeah or is she being trained by someone i think she's doing it on her own okay yeah because there's there's some hints here that carolyn might be doing more than is in her catalog well, I think, so for sure she's, like, doing the, like, she set up the barrier thing, right? Right. Or at least was involved in it. Uh -huh. I'm assuming that means she's involved in whatever happened to, to father. Right. And so she definitely has more going on in terms of, like, I don't know, taking over than the others. So there's that component of it. Absolutely. There's also components where she might be doing things that are in other people's catalogs. Like the thing mm -hmm. with Steve and the detective. Clearly the detective had been a dead person, like a reanimated dead person, dead body or whatever right. they call it. And it could have been that she had her like other librarian friend do that process. But it seems like this is all on Carolyn. Like this is, seems like it's all Carolyn's doing so far i don't know because th this I, i'm also not sure about whether she's getting 
like people to help her with things because like she had someone help her with the bank robbery and that that's, was part of the same like mission. So I don't know why she wouldn't have someone helping her with the. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. The, the other piece of evidence that I kind of am getting from this that she is learning other people's catalogs though, is when she talks to Steve to convince him to do the job, it felt kind of magical. It felt like she was using some kind of extra manipulation which I think is what Lisa does when she they get the money from the bank. Yeah. It felt like Carolyn was doing that to Steve. Because Steve went into that conversation like, there's no way I'm doing this for this person in a million years. I don't care what they offer me. And then by the end, it was like, right. all right, where are we going? <laughs> so, yeah. so it feels kind of like Carolyn is dipping her toes into other catalogs. I, I definitely think that that's, that's possible. Yeah. Especially because she she's sets up the barrier, which I'm assuming is outside of her catalog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least I, I, it's, it seems like she set it up. She's involved in it for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Carolyn's... So so you would go with Carolyn? As, I would as go with Carolyn because as of now, it seems like her drawbacks are the best out of all of them. That's fair. There's So there's some that are for sure... Uh, no yeah david's a no david's an instant no i think david's an instant no the the death girl is also a no the one where she has to strangle her children Mm -hmm. and they are now her spies i'm gonna say no definite no there yep yep the other one which is a maybe for me is i think it's peter is the name but the one that does math and uh the cooking apparently at some point it's thrown in that he also does the cooking which is like what what where does that come from? <laughs> uh, yeah. We don't know much about him. Yeah. I, I might go with that one. But that one seems too boring because it's too much like what I already do. So, <laughs> Sure. There's a, like the different ones have some of them have very big highs and very big lows. And then some of them are more in the middle. Like Peter's is kind of in the middle. And then like, <laughs> hold on some of them have sure some of them have highs and big lows some of them seem to just have big lows like the death girl what is a benefit of for death girl for margaret where is she benefiting from this situation i don't know she gets to go to the dead zone for a while whoa sounds awesome do they have like cool theme parks or something yeah she gets to be dead i guess whoa and then she gets to stank periods of time she gets to stank like a dead body when she comes back this one i also don't quite get because like other people can die and be brought back so i i still don't really know what hers is other than just like being able to move around the the dead world like be yeah it might be that she can be like sentient in the dead world oh actually i know what it is i know what it is her catalog, she has to practice in the dead zone. Okay. So I think it's that her catalog is specific to the Forgotten Lands. So, okay. So we don't really know no. what she's doing. We just know that she has to go down there to do her special magic power. Yeah. Right. But but you, you bring up a good point, which is one of the notes that I want to talk about. Okay. So apparently if you die, you can be brought back. Mm-hmm. Father seems to have this power. Why are why are these children orphans again? Sorry, so this is now 100% the choice of father. How are any of these kids orphans still? 
Right. Why are they not like, hey, no, just bring my parents back, please? I mean, I forget. They, they've never said how the parents died, did they? Uh, there was an attack. Somebody, like, attacked father, and they were, I think, collateral damage. The parents mm-hmm. were. Okay. Granted, that seems pretty suspicious of, like, father needed some new kids. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and also, like, father's already, like, pretty abusive. Uh-huh. So I'm not really putting it past like i don't think that the kids are gonna be like hey can you bring my my parents back with a realistic shot of him being like yes i agree you know what i mean i agree but i think it strips away any justification for why they're with father or why they're doing what father says like at a certain level you could be like yeah he took us in he cared for us when no one else did but then when you learn that he can bring people back from the dead it's like okay you didn't have to do any of that just bring my parents back and let me go yeah i mean there could be something in the attack like if you're getting attacked by the forest god he you can't come down i don't know maybe or like the lion that does the cool killing move where their soul gets torn apart right right maybe yeah which all lions can do <laughs> apparently yeah as we know so i don't know i mean Father, just in general, seems like a bad, not a great guy. <laughs> I think that might be the understatement of the century, Luke. Father is, quote, not a great guy. This is a person who put a not child a into a bronze bull and burned him alive. Yeah, not a great guy. Can we talk? Yeah, let's. Can we talk about that for a moment? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I think before we see that scene, uh, Carolyn is talking about like who could have killed father Mm -hmm. and there's like three possibilities Mm -hmm. and it's like i I forget if maybe it's the forest god and then like the tiger god and then like david Mm -hmm. i just as a strategist like if you're a father you're like that okay most of the kids have a bunch of cool stuff but they can't really like threaten me the only one that can threaten me is the murder kid I'm going to torture torture the murder kid so that he hates me. It's just a poor... I feel like it's a poor choice. Right, because that was the moment... Carolyn notes that was the moment where where David decided he wanted to kill father. Right. And before then, he was very into father. Yeah. I... I wonder, because it seems like a lot of the stuff father is doing is, like, necessary to get these kids to, like, take on their power... It's like, how do I reach these kids? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wonder if this is just father was like, I need David to hate me so bad he wants to kill me. And that to be his motivation to learn how to kill super good. Okay. Like that is what pushes David to be the stone cold killer that he is today. Is father being like, I'm going to beat the niceness out of you. Because, because before this happens... David, while very weird, seemed like kind of a sweetie to a certain extent. Okay. Like, David was always smiling and joking around with the kids, and it wasn't ever, like, mean-spirited, it didn't seem like, until this happened. Sure. Sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm a, that seems right to me, maybe. Uh, Now it does seem very (sighs) mean-spirited. 
in jail. Well, I don't know. He's just a psycho. He's a psycho now. He's a psycho now for sure, 100%. No question. Granted, he's a psycho who chose a purple tutu as his, like, outfit of choice. Right. But. But he chose that because it's most similar to, like, his loincloth. Sure. Yeah, that's why he, a purple tutu is most similar to his loincloth. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, be- I believe that. Yeah. What's his loincloth look like? <laughs> that's a good point. Um, And I will say there is a point where he and Michael stopped playing together because he, like, broke Michael's arm or something for cheating in yeah. an archery thing. I mean, I'm sure all these kids are under a lot of stress. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's true. sometimes you're just going to snap your buddy's arm if you're under pressure like that. It happens to all of us. does happen to all of us, yeah. Especially, you know, when that third layer of blood you've put in your hair helmet doesn't quite congeal <laughs> properly and it's like, oh, I'm going to have the worst bedhead after this. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be a little testy. I have... This wasn't in my notes, but the the blood helmet thing. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just like they make helmets. Yeah, but it's not blood. You could wear a helmet. <laughs> right. I do. I do. <laughs> I do very much love how Carolyn goes to Peter when she hears that David is doing this and is like, hey, how tough would that would that hair helmet thing be? And Peter's like, let me do some math. Hold on. Does some calculations actually be pretty tough? Be pretty tough. I feel like Carolyn should have just been like, all right, but can you just come up with a helmet that would be even tougher and we can just give it to him? Because I'm sure you can come up with a material that's tougher than blood mixed with hair and we can just give it to David as like a Christmas gift or something. I don't think he knows. You don't think Peter knows? here's a helmet that's more, that's stronger, David. It's stronger. And you can take it on and off. Mm, and it doesn't attract all the flies. <laughs> you know how your your uh, the strength from your little blood helmet probably comes from like iron in blood? Here's a helmet made entirely of iron. <laughs> this will stop a bullet, a big one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about David. It doesn't have the same we need, vibes. We need to teach though. him a little bit. That it does not have the same vibes. That's and David sure. feels like he runs on vibes for a good portion of this. Yeah, yeah. And by vibes, I mean blood. I mean, you've got to. Right. He's a weird dude. Um, so, okay, so the tiger guy. I forget, something starts with an N. No Bungu? No, yeah, no Bonungu no or, something, like or something? Yeah, no Bonungu, yeah. He's like father's best bud. Mm-hmm. Comes out and it's like, oh, he's a tiger. That's kind of crazy is he kind of dumb he seems kind of dumb yeah he seems very dumb. from what we've seen so far he seems a little dumb where he's like like, i'm gonna go walk into the token (laughs) yeah yeah he's he's got no contingency he's like yeah yeah i'm just gonna straight go for it deuces i'm just gonna go for it um like from the get-go it's not like okay can you tell me a little bit more uh let's do some experiments it's like I'll go in. And then there's a moment where he's like bleeding from the eyes and he looks back. And I feel like at that moment, it's like, okay, he looks back because he's like, I'm about to die. Right. And then he keeps going. (laughs) Hey, 
no, it's just, you're not doing anything. Right. Not the best planning. Like at the very least, tie a rope around my paw. And then if I go down, yeah. you can pull me out. Because uh, it seems like, just from what we've seen, it seems like he just beefed it. It seems like he just totally died in like a little, like a little cat in the middle of a busy freeway. It seems like he just yeah is dead now. This is like one of the most <laughs> powerful gods out there, and he's just dead. <laughs> what? Right. This, I'm a little bit skeptical because it's like, okay, you're making like a three minute entrance and then a very lame death. I don't know. Yeah, and he might not be dead. Like, it might be a thing where once the token goes off, he'll just be fine and back to normal. But it kind of seems like he's dead. Which is a tough way to go for this, like, very old, very powerful creature. Yeah. Right. Oh. I don't know how he made it so so far, if I'm being honest. Well, maybe he was just always partnered with, ooh, maybe this is it. He knew how to pick, he knew how to pick the MVP really well, mm. but okay. there's no way, if if he's not on a team with the MVP, there's no way he's not getting cut. <laughs> like, he's a third string max, but he's really good friends with the MVP, so they have to put him in. Okay, sure. Yeah, this 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 feels good to me. Um, because the second father's out of the like, picture he just dies he's gone immediately I'm not really it's a little unclear to me like what his thing is like is he just a tiger what? or is he like a tiger that has some magic powers I don't think he's just a tiger Like I, I feel like he's I gotta know. have some magic because he turned the tide of like a big big war that happened between father and the old like magic boy right so i feel like if he was just a tiger the things are a lot less epic than i thought they were i mean but maybe he's just like maybe father and the previous dude were just like locked in a big fight <laughs> and like in a pretty even fight a tiger just a tiger is gonna make a difference you're saying it was so even it was even to the point where a tiger coming in and biting one of them completely turned the tide it could be I respect that as an option and choose to reject it completely, Luke. <laughs> That's absurd. There's no way. He's just a tiger. I, okay. They're like, hey, there's a barrier. It'll probably kill you. <laughs> Don't try it. He just tries it and dies. He doesn't even, I, he doesn't even ask if it's 5G, which like that would have told, told them everything he needed to know. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to kill you. Clearly five. Yeah, it's clearly 5G. Um, that's why we need to get it out of our neighborhoods. Um, I don't know. He's. I just don't see how he's up on the, up on the power rankings so high. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I also don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. Frankly, I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of animals, and speaking of speaking to animals. Carolyn knows all languages, right? Yes. Carolyn was super traumatized because she couldn't speak to deer. And so now she, like, I imagine can speak really good deer. Mm-hmm. What, 
why aren't we just talking to Michael in like hamster or something? Why are we trying to make him speak normal human? This is something that I couldn't quite understand because she does like talk with the deer. Like when she's in doing her internship. (laughs) Right. Yeah. She's talking to the deer, I think. Right. Sort of. Yeah. And Michael is obviously like talking to animals. 100% he is. Yeah. Yeah, I so I don't really understand. But Carolyn also, like, needs, seems like she's using him to talk to the lion. Like, in the last scene, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah, it does seem that way. So I don't quite get this either. I mean... Maybe it's, like, just a little bit difficult to pronounce for her. <laughs> right, but here's the thing. So I feel like the reason she has Michael talking to the lions is he's just way better at it. Plus, his catalog is to be the ambassador to animals. So he's for sure going to be right. the one, if he's there, who you want talking to the animals. Sure. But I feel like Carolyn would be good enough at speaking lion to talk to Michael. Whereas Michael, when right. he's trying to speak normal human, it's like, it is not work. It is not work at all. Right. So, like, just talk to him in Lion. I'm sure, Carolyn, I'm sure it's going to be a little bit tough for you, but it can't be this tough. Right. My my best guess is that just, like, the languages of animals don't have the words for what they need to talk about. But I don't know. That seems, that seems rude. That seems <laughs> racist. Because Because here's the thing, Luke. We're not just talking about the language of one animal. We're talking about the language right. of all other animals wouldn't have the words that you're trying to... Con- you can you can say some parts of it in lion. You could go to switch to giraffe. You could go like bumblebee for a part of it to say whatever you want. Uh-huh. I feel like you would have a much broader like language if you could use the language of literally every animal except people. And instead you're like, yeah, Michael, right. if you could struggle through person for like the next week... That'd be great. My Well, it's not even person also. I don't know what language this is. No, it's like, I'm saying person because it's not English, but it's like... It's like the librarian language. Yeah, right. And like, they're all people that are speaking it. Right. But yeah. I, it's kind of irres... Honestly, it's a little irresponsible of Michael to forget the language. Yeah. Yeah, blame... If you're the ambassador... If you're the ambassador... You have to speak both. This is true. This is a fair point. But, and it does say he picks it up again after returning for a while. Sure. Like he does. But I feel like it's more of an ambassador that is like uh, forming relationships with people of his species, with like creatures of his species, right? So they have Michael around and they're like, okay, not all people are bad, I guess. Michael's cool. So... We can deal with these other people. Hashtag not all people. Right, exactly. Sure. Okay. I'm going to, I have a very different subject to switch it to. Okay. Let's go. My guy, Erwin, mm, I think is his name. I love, I want to talk First about First of all, Irwin. I don't really know why ever. I don't really know why we're making fun of the name Erwin. This might just be because we're chemists and I think the name Erwin is really cool because of Schrodinger. I love the name Irwin. Is it like a uniquely weird name? I feel like no. I think I maybe know. in America. There was is. a high school near where I grew up called Irwin, and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Irwin. I will be honest. I had never heard anybody named Irwin. It would be like somebody being named Gertrude for me. Okay. It, 
like I get it's a name. It feels like a really old and weird name. Okay. Okay. Um, that's not really what I wanted to talk okay, about. Okay, good. But anyway, Irwin has a lot going on. <laughs> Perhaps too much. <laughs> Irwin's a very strange person that I can't quite figure out where he's like a big badass mm-hmm. war hero mm-hmm. who was a high school art teacher, mm-hmm. has also separately written papers on like data mining. Which like, come on, what does that even mean? is is now like an agent for homeland security okay we should say claims to be an agent for homeland security right claims to be an agent for homeland security um and then like this is just a weird personality thing that i want to highlight he pulls up his yeah laptop. this is exactly what i wrote down too <laughs> yeah go <laughs> he's like okay let me show you something pulls up his laptop Closes a couple tabs of porn, I guess just casually. Sounds pretty casual, yeah. (laughs) It's not like, oh, no. It's like, okay, let me just close these. Right, it's like, uh, I got a spreadsheet open over here. I've got some porn over here. First of all, if you're this, like, confident in it, like, and you're leaving it up, I feel like you're going to minimize it. (laughs) If it is. Maybe it's a power play, though. Maybe this is a tactic. Yeah. You know how, be. like, those those senators will sometimes tweet porn out from their official accounts? Right. Of course. Happens all the time. Right. Well, it's happened a few times. Uh, and, I mean, those people are still <laughs> in Congress. So I think it's working. It's I, I think maybe well they should tweet people. more porn. I think it works out really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. But, but I don't know. I it's a it's a vibe. It's it is a vibe, and this was exactly the moment where I we had read a lot of stuff about Irwin, but this was kind of the one that tipped me over the edge. Where he was like, he pulls out his laptop that he knows he's going to be showing this guy to show him security cam footage, mm-hmm. and then he closes out the porn. It's like one, this is probably your work laptop, so like you know. <laughs> You know what this is for and potentially who's looking at it. Also, uh, granted, maybe the fact that he's in Homeland Security, he knows that it doesn't matter what laptop he uses to look at porn. They're going to find it anyway. Uh, (laughs) But the fact that he like knows he's going to be using this for an important client meeting later and he's like, he doesn't think ahead enough to be like, "Ah, I should probably close out of the porn before I get in the meeting that was he's calm enough that i assume he already knows that it's there when he's opening it yeah it seems very matter of fact a lot of Irwin seems very matter of fact to be honest like yes like when he says he doesn't have ptsd but clearly seems to be exhibiting some ptsd like uh issues uh Mm -hmm. he is explaining everything is very matter of fact is very like i just didn't want to do war anymore it just wasn't my thing. Yeah. Um, and so he's very interesting. And I'm I'm curious, Luke, do you think Irwin is somehow related to all these people? Related? Like, what do you mean by related? Okay, this is what I mean. Like family related? Mm, not family related, but just like, it. a lot of this seems very interconnected in a strange way. For example, mm-hmm. the reason Irwin wanted to talk to Steve is because Steve was in the picture with 
Carolyn from a long time ago. Right. And when we learned about Steve, Steve kind of seems to have some magical powers as well. Like, he doesn't, it's never explicitly stated he has magic powers, but he's, like, very good at breaking in and stealing stuff. He was specifically chosen to do that that job because he was good at breaking in and stealing stuff. And Erwin also seems to have, like, a supernatural kind of skill set. I don't know specifically what Mm. it is yet, but Erwin is, like, definitely not one of the, like, other background characters who are just, like, normal people, right? Right. Yes. I agree with you there. Um, This is interesting because it was like I was trying to decide if these characters all have some like inborn characteristic that makes them suited for this. If it it was just like father was like, you guys do these things, even though you're normal people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think you're right. I do think you're right that there's like something different about a lot of them. And Steve seems to have been like childhood friends, which I I think is probably why like when they first did this, Carolyn is like super sad to kill him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there is some connection there. Um, I don't know. It still feels like, they're just normal people that ended up with like father showing them stuff. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know though. I get the sense they were chosen. I'm, I'm starting to get the sense they were chosen and it wasn't an accident, but I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe there's something in the water in this town. In Mount Char, which we haven't even seen yet. Yeah. Where the heck is Mount Char? Okay. We were promised Maybe a Mount, Mount Char. Char. Maybe that's what David calls the bull. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, can, okay. This whole scene with Steve, mm-hmm. with Carolyn and Steve, yeah. was to get the heart of an innocent person, right? Oh, for the tiger? Yes. Didn't she not even do it? No, I think she did. Okay. Wait, no, because Steve's dead. Or Steve's not dead. Right. He's still got a ticker in there, I'm assuming. I mean, they. she later says that she did get one. What is the point of the scene? Did she get it from the detective? Maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of questions here. I mean, because here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Uh, she leaves a fingerprint. So it seems like this is for a different reason. Like, it seems like this is for yeah, Erwin th- to be following her. Yeah, I think you're right. That this is part of her like larger plan mm-hmm. that we don't know anything about. Right, right. Okay, okay. I'll leave it there. Then. Okay, yeah. Because I because I was at first worried. I was like, uh, the heart thing didn't <laughs> matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of mystery here still to be resolved, which mm-hmm. I'm excited about. Uh, Luke. I want to talk about... Can I change gears a little bit? Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about the scene with the lion and the rapper. Yes. Okay. Right. So we've got this rapper. He's got two lions down in like a pit that he feeds. And he's showing a girl these lions. Eventually, the lions get set free by Michael and Carolyn. And they're going to just destroy his soul. 
just completely destroy his soul in a very painful way. When I first read that scene, I kind of had a sense of like, oh, there's a little bit of justice there. Like, okay, seems kind of fair in a way. Sure. Did you have like a little bit of this sense? Yeah. I mean, I like the rapper is intentionally made to be like the worst person of all time. Here's my issue. Here's where I want to take issue with that. I Okay. Okay, so the rapper is characterized as like yeah, the worst person of all time. Like there's a lot of things that add up to the rapper not being a good guy. Clearly one of them is the fact that he captured some lines and put them in a cave. Mm-hmm. I want to say everything else about this rapper, it's just that he's really boring. It's not that he is like a bad person. And that is what makes us be like, eh, it's fine if he gets destroyed by a lion. Okay. What do you mean by boring? I mean, this is a, this rapper is set up as like, uh, like, like a pop rapper person who's making music that's just like like the names of some of the songs that are playing at his party are like pimp hand uh money Mm -hmm. shot and clearly just like kind of boring attention grabbing song titles that are kind of gross but not like explicitly bad like there's nothing wrong with a song called pimp hand or money shot or having grills or like now i think there is something bad with like having a lion in a cage and feeding it chickens from a pole so i think that is like definitely not a good thing but i think everything else it's like yeah he's just kind of basic and boring like he's just kind of not an interesting person it it feels like a very tough shot that the author is taking against like modern music it does Do you know what I mean? it does but the thing about it which is that i was like kind of on board like my initial feeling was like oh yeah this kind of this sounds like kind of skeevy and like not very not very interesting and just kind of like like i was picturing this person as being way worse than they're characterized as you know what i mean sure yeah um, and i agree with you it feels like the author is taking a shot at like modern young white guy rap music which i i it can take it like i i'm not trying to defend this genre but (laughs) yeah it does it does feel a little bit to me like we're comfortable killing him in a terrible way not only because of the like mistreatment of the animals but also because he's like i don't know a a musician for music that we don't like which i'm a little bit uncomfortable with right right he's portrayed as like shallow which is another way i have of saying like boring but we don't know that his internal life isn't as rich and like vivid as anybody else's like maybe he really wrestles with (laughs) the fact that he's using misogynistic language in his music and he wants to transform it in a way or maybe he like does a lot of charitable work with the money that he's earned like <laughs> maybe some of the music in his songs really resonates with people right it really helps people uh <laughs> like there's a lot that we don't know about this guy but we're very comfortable with him just getting absolutely destroyed by a lion that he's in in like captured uh and right. here's the other thing he doesn't know that the lion is like sentient in a major way like he doesn't know that this is like a powerful lion who worries about his daughter and his mate like he just thinks it's a cool lion. I'm not defending him, by the way. I'm just saying we know a lot right. more about the lion than he does. 
Right. Yes. I I I think I agree with you. Yeah. Cuz like, I don't know. We we when you get the lion's perspective and then when you think about like this guy probably doesn't even like have the capacity to think of lions as like I don't know. Maybe, maybe. We don't know. But probably not. <laughs> anyway, I I, I wh- where I'm assuming you're getting to is that Killing him felt good, I feel like, for the it reader. It did, yeah. And I don't know if I'm comfortable with that feeling super good. Yeah, I agree. My initial feeling, that is that is where I'm going with this. My initial feeling was like, good, this guy kind of deserved it. And then I've like evaluated that and was like, actually, this is still horrifying. Like, this is a horrifying thing to do to anybody. Why do they have this ability? <laughs> it's a lot of trust. It's a lot of like power that we're giving to lions. Yeah. I don't know. Also, okay. I did have this note, which is that it feels like we didn't need to kill the model girl. I mean, it was with him. Maybe he was hungry. He did. I don't think he did. did he eat her? I don't know. Uh, There's a chicken in there. Go eat the chicken. Okay. Chicken's just not the same, man. it's just like there's there. We're idolizing the lion because it's like when it's when it kills, it doesn't want to kill. It's just hungry, so it, like, respects the hunt. Uh-huh. And, like, they don't feel any pain. It's like, okay, well, why did you kill the girl then? Well, I mean, the girl was a part of their captivity, so. In a way, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I don't think... <laughs> okay, we should say this. There's no real good characters that we've seen so far. Right. Like, I don't think... I guess Mrs. McGillicuddy, that's her name, right? Some, yeah, she think. seems pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like even Caroline. Oh, totally. Even Caroline. She's murdering people. Yeah, a lot of people it seems. Um, so yeah, yeah. I I think the lion is noble, and I think there might be a reason the lion killed the girl. Of just like, yeah, I'm, I gotta get this anger out on somebody. <laughs> You're gonna fear me. You know? Okay. Sure. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not into it. Not into it. The one good news that we get that I was very worried about is that I think Steve's dog is okay. Oh, yeah. This is a good point. Although I could imagine that lawyer just lying to get him to shut up. Oh. Wouldn't that be the worst? Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> I'm choosing to believe Petey's okay. Petey's okay. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think he's okay, too. Maybe Michael's going in to check on him every now and then. He should. Did they clean the grill after David? Because my gut gives me an answer. But if that's true, we can't be eating out of this anymore. Yeah. I mean, okay, so he has the, like people that he's reanimated mm-hmm. very bad by the way um like cleaning this cleaning the outside, the outside of this the inside is black pitch black from all of the coal and soot that's accumulated on it okay i mean how you got it like i feel like you have to clean it every now and then even if you're not uh torturing your murder murderous child in there um this is a magic kind of thing though okay 
So you might not have to clean it. Yeah. And and I'll say this. Like, if I'm ever going to eat ribs out of your bronze bowl again, after seeing what you did to David in there, I want to see and verify that it has been sanitized. Like, that thing needs to be spotless inside before I touch anything that comes out mm-hmm. of it again. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so, for sure. Like, for sure. like that thing is um, spotless before I'm... I'm doing a thorough inspection uh, before I'm eating anything that comes out of it again. I mean, but this is mostly, like, this is mostly in your head. Yeah, I know what you're saying, because it's mostly just carbon at that point. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, because it's already been burned to the point where, like, physically cleaning it makes no difference. Sure. So I, like, I feel like it has to undergo some kind of, like, spiritual cleaning. I see. There needs to be a ritual. Or if you're just, like, one of these people where it's like, yeah, death isn't real. Plus, I fucking hated David anyway. <laughs> David is a psycho. Then maybe it's fine. Uh, um, but if you're worried about cleaning, I don't think just like going in and scrubbing it is going to make a difference. I mean, I guess this is true. But for me, I need him to clean it. I don't know. I just need him to scrub that thing please dan who is a vegetarian (laughs) is like the only way i'm eating pulled pork out of this thing is if you clean the human remains out of it (laughs) right checkmate never have to eat pulled pork (laughs) that's a good point it gives me a good excuse at every Um, barbecue one day we gotta learn one day we gotta learn why he's why this is he's so obsessed with his like bull grill thing well it sounds custom right like just yeah, but, like, why? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I, I get why he uses it all the time, right? Sure. Yeah. Do you think it, Do you think he has, like, a, like, a, all the, all the interesting new technology in there? Like, Ooh. do you think he has a digital temperature probe in there that he can get the inner temperature of his meat? Um, he's probably got an infrared in there. Infrared, yeah infrared it might be have like a convection Probably setting convection setting i bet it's bluetooth oh yeah it's for sure bluetooth where he's like i'm at work and i can let it run for 20 hours and i can also change the temperature while i'm at work. <laughs> i could check on my son david to see how he's cooking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he's for sure for day for no for david they're doing the old school of just throwing like log fire underneath it Uh but for when we're doing a regular barbecue it's a it's electric and i've got temperature down to plus or minus one Mm -hmm. degree Mm -hmm. yeah that's true for every other feast he's got it Mm -hmm. running an all day it's an all day smoke that they're doing right there's some pellets in yeah that's that's how it works, I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He seems the type. Father seems the type to really embrace modern tech. So, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, glad we solved that, Luke, along with every other mystery, it seems like, in this book. And we've figured it all out. Um, yeah, I know everything that's going on. We will be back next week with more hot takes. And I can't dumb nerds. Yeah.